Happy Friday and welcome to the show that's the chat GPT of plastic surgery and health talk shows. This is Nip Talk and we got a good show for you today. First off, is the standard for beauty going back to size zero? If so, what does that mean? Next, Doja Cat's plastic surgery controversy. And lastly, we've got an update on that killer bacteria that's causing people to go blind and even killing them. You're going to want to watch this and it's coming up right now. Live from Lincoln Center in the heart of the Dallas Metroplex, this is Nip Talk an honest and uncensored show about plastic surgery, health, beauty, and lifestyle with your host, plastic surgeon, Dr. Bruce Herman, and your co-host, entrepreneur and social media influencer, Sarah Bennett. Now it's time to discuss the good, the bad, and the ugly of the topics everyone is talking about. It's time for Nip Talk. Welcome back, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. We really, really do appreciate it. Please hit that like button, give us a subscription, and leave us a comment. We want to hear from you. I'm plastic surgeon Dr. Bruce Herman. With me, as always, my co-host, Sarah Bennett. What's Hello. up, Sarah? In the box, Travis's MIA, we got Ziggy again. What's up, Ziggy? Hey Doing, guys, buddy. good to see you. Good to be back yeah. on the show. Yeah, thanks for coming back. We thought we might have scared you off. But... Yeah, no, it's always a pleasure. All right. So, Sarah, we both were gone last week. I know there was a show that was posted, but we were, we were actually gone. <laughs> yeah. uh, so how was your spring break? It was good. We, I went to Disney World. I took Disney my daughter World. to Disney yeah, World. Yeah, right? Yeah. So have you been before? Um, I went when I was four. When you were four, And yeah. I don't remember it. Don't remember it, yeah. I remember it's a small world. So did she absolutely love it? Yes. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. You know, it's she funny, my kids Star never... Wars. Huh? She loved Star Wars. Did she? Oh, that's right. You told me she, she loves... She loves The Mandalorian. Yes, I forgot about that. Yeah, that means that she's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Girls who love Star Wars are the, the bomb. <laughs> That's great. Awesome. Uh, yeah, I've never actually been to Disney World. I never went as a kid. My kids never asked to go. Um, really? We're not like huge Disney people. I've never even been. I, I, I hear about it all the time, but do you recommend or? Yeah, I think you would have, I think you would definitely have fun at the You think Hollywood I would have fun? One with the you Star so? Wars stuff. Yeah, I mean, I do love Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, I don't know about like Magic Kingdom because that's like that's very, like the Disney. That's very princesses and stuff. Yeah, that's very Disney. But very Disney. It's very. If you ever watched Disney movies when you were a kid, it's I mean, like I used, I used to really watch Disney movies all the time. You know, I'm when I was growing up, like Disney movies. Even like into high school, we would go see them like aladdin i love aladdin that's yeah well you'd have i mean you'd have fun just being like oh my gosh like reminiscent type yeah probably so it's still it's just still really yeah sweet oh. something is I, the air is sweeter there i think that that's <laughs> super cool that, that she got to go and have a good yeah. time that's really neat so i'm really happy so we went skiing um oh, which nice. was interesting what state Went to Colorado, okay. um, and uh, so we had a great time. It was awesome. We drove to Colorado. My brother lives up there. I'm close to my brother. He, we stay at his house, and we, you know, we cook and play games and stuff, and everyone has a great time. But what I was going to comment on is, man, it has gotten absolutely ridiculous expensive to go skiing. Like, yeah. to the point that I think that the mountains are pricing themselves out of business because... We went to a mountain. We went to Copper Mountain, which I love. Been there actually many times, and it was spring break, at least for Texas. And the mountain was pretty much empty. Like we never waited longer than like five minutes, and yeah. and it was great conditions. It wasn't because the skiing was bad. It actually, it wasn't like the best ever, but it was really good. Mm -hmm. But man, I will tell you, it is so expensive to go. Like we paid, 
$200 per person per day for lift tickets. So for four people, that's $2,400 just for lift tickets for three days. I, I was like, my mind was blown that it's so expensive. And then I have my own stuff. In fact, I, uh, I still ride a snowboard that I bought in 1998. Mm -hmm. It's like totally vintage uh, Burton board. Anyway, but my family doesn't, so they have to rent stuff. Well, that's like another 900 bucks. So you're talking like between lift tickets and rentals for three days. I mean, that was like $3,300. Nice. I mean, that's expensive. Like, I mean, I'm a doctor, my wife's a doctor, so it's not like, you know, we can't afford it, but like, dang, like, how, how does the average family go skiing nowadays? I've never been skiing. Yeah, My parents never took us to anything like that because I'm in a family of, like, I had three of their sisters, so. Right, so you're like in a big family. So like for a family, yeah, you know, with four there. kids and two parents, then you're talking, you know, it'll cost us, I mean, five or $6,000 for lift tucks and rental. And that doesn't include like getting there. Now we drove because we're, you know, trying to just be healthy. You know, one, you need a car, but it's expensive to fly and then rent a car. So we just drove and then we stayed with my brother. So we didn't have to pay, you know, a um, rental fee or yeah. anything. But if you didn't have all that, I mean, it'd be like $10,000 for a family of four people total to go skiing. That's insane. Yeah. I've never been skiing. I, I want to go. You should. It's it's a blast. I mean, and, and to be fair, like one thing that you can do to save money, I mean, if anyone's thinking about going skiing, you can get the lift tickets like ahead of time. Ahead of time, though, you, meaning like at the beginning of the season. Because my, my brother was telling me that they bought like a five-day pass and it was only, I think, I want to say 350 bucks or something. But you have to buy at the very beginning of the season. So you're kind of locking yourself into a certain mountain. So, but still, man, I thought that was just, I thought it was outrageous. As That's far as like crazy. the cost, Ziggy, you ski? You skier? Uh, I have uh, never been skiing actually. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, my my uh, other part of my dad's family used to go all the time, mostly into New Mexico. Yeah. Uh, but I never got the chance to go, and oh. also it kind of terrifies me because <laughs> you you hear like so many weird ski accidents or people hitting a tree. Or right now there's that uh, there's that lawsuit uh, that uh, Gwyneth Paltrow. Gwyneth Paltrow, yes, yeah. I heard about that. I've actually read a couple articles about. I that. saw an Instagram post about that. Yeah, she ran about into with somebody with, and like yes, they got. And it said, I don't know if it was just making fun of it, but it was like he can't taste wine anymore. I think he had a head injury. I mean, you can get that with with brain like injuries. She, like he's suing her because he can't taste wine. I mean, I would sue somebody if they made it where I couldn't taste wine. I would be upset as well. Well, I know, but that, the the meme pictures were just funny. Oh, they were of funny. Of Gwyneth Paltrow just like sitting there, like unhappy. Yeah. Just like well, looking. <laughs> I mean, if you if you in the law, at least in Colorado, and I assume it's the same in every state. If you run into somebody like that's just the same as you run into them with your car. I mean, you're you're liable. And so, um, yeah, I don't know how that'll all play out, but, but yeah, anyway, I recommend you guys go see him, but man, it is expensive. And, and I was wondering, you know, is it, is, is this mountains pricing themselves out of business? Like it just was so, it was pretty, pretty dead up there, which is great. I mean, you don't have to wait for lift tickets or lift, yeah. lift lines. I wonder if everybody that like, like frequents the, the mountain or whatever, were like, I want like spring break, I guess. You yeah, that might be warmer. it. Right. That maybe like people thought that the mountain was going to be full and so they didn't go. I yeah. mean, I don't know, but I've been before when it's been, you know, pretty busy and it's not like that this time, which was great for us. Yeah. So, anyway, spring break. Nice. I did. And you know, I told, I told Trump I was going to bring him a gift and then I, 
I did actually I get him a gift from Colorado. So next time I see him, I'll give it to him. Sorry, right. I didn't get you a gift. No, <laughs> it's, it's not a problem. Uh, Dr. Bruce, could you check your mic line for me? You're, you're coming in and out a little bit. Oh, am I? Okay, yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm sorry about yeah, that. Not see, a problem. You tell me. Does it sound better? Uh, sounds better now. Thank you, sir. Yeah, let me, know if, that. No, let me know if that cuts out. It, you know, sometimes these things get the cables. A little get. touchy sometimes. Sometimes. Technology, what can you do? All right, well, let's kind of move into our segments for today. And the first one I think is really interesting. I think there's a lot for us to unpack in, in this segment. And it comes down to, is the standard of beauty returning back to size zero? And, you know, I'm a little bit older than, than you two, I think. Ziggy, I, I'm not sure how old you are, but I feel like I'm older than you. So if, if I'm not, I apologize. I, I think it's probably safe to say, yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, I remember back like in the 90s, uh, when you would see these models and they would be like wayfishly thin. And that was kind of a difference from the 80s. Like 80s models I thought were, you know, just very kind of normal, you know, average size or whatever. And then there was this trend into the 90s and even into the early 2000s where you saw these models and they were like wayfishly thin. And like Kate Moss is the one that comes to mind, you mm. know, all the time. And so, um, we saw this for like a, a long period of time and then there was all this like talk in the media at that point wasn't really social media but the media about is this a bad thing because it's you know unrealistic body images yeah. and so um then and things kind of changed around 2010 where you saw models like kate upton ashley graham beyonce you know kim kardashian iskra right. is another one and it became more popular for models to be more normal size, which I thought honestly was a great thing. I, I never was really, from just a personal standpoint, enthralled by like these, you know, pencil thin models. I was like, that just doesn't look, you know, normal to me. Yeah. So when things kind of went, went to like, you know, more normal size, like, okay, that's a good thing, right? You know, more people are included, you know, inclusive, inclusivity is always yeah. a good thing. <laughs> You can say you can tell I say that word a lot, <laughs> inclusivity. Um, but no, uh, and I thought that was great. But then like the pendulum kind of kept swinging, mm -hmm. and you, I, I'll never forget when I was in the mall, and this was like a few years back, so maybe I don't know, maybe five years ago, and I, I was walking by this like lingerie store, and it wasn't like Victoria's Secret, but it was like their competitor, and I can't remember what name it is, and I'm not sure if you even said it, I would remember, but it was this lingerie store, not Victoria's Secret. And I remember walking by and I wasn't even really like paying that much attention, but I just happened to see out of the corner of my eye this picture. And it was a picture of like a lingerie model. It didn't have her face, but it had her body. And like, I mean, she was a, a large gal. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, to say it as nicely as possible. And I was like, whoa, that's interesting. Like I, you know, I, it's, it's not something you would normally see. And it would just kind of follow that trend of models, you know, they're they including more people, you know, larger, which I think, you know, is good. Um, but yeah. then, like, it kind of culminated in 2022 with that Calvin Klein ad. And I was asking you if you'd seen this. So throw that up there, right? And this, I think, is kind of a funny meme. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quiz you guys. Do you know who those two people are on the left? Like, yeah. they're very famous people. Uh, Mark Wahlberg. And yeah. then I forget which the other, that girl's name is, but she's a model. Yep. Yeah, I have no idea because I recognize Mark Wahlberg. Yep, so I... it's Marky Mark, and that's actually Kate Moss. Okay. And that was actually the photo shoot that launched her into the stratosphere. She was really a nobody when she did that photo shoot back in 92. And there's actually some articles that talk about that photo shoot because it was actually really, really famous, and it launched Kate Moss's career. And she said that she was so intimidated by my Marky Mark, and that he was kind of a jerk at the time. But anyway, but anyway and so then you compare that to the other one where you know the models are you know, definitely... You know, larger size. And so um, 
since that, so that was 2022, but in the past six months, there has been this like crazy, almost like reversal 180, where it seems like that the fashion standard, the beauty standard is going back to these very small sizes. And so I'm going to, we got a whole lot to kind of unpack here, but like, have you as being in fashion and having a store, do, do you, have you seen that or? Well, the trend with like the whole low rise. Yeah. What body type does that look the best on? Yeah, it's going to look better on thin people. Yeah, it, it, it looks better on people that have, that don't have a big midsection. But yeah. whenever you have high-waisted pants. Right. Like, I, I love high-waisted pants, but it it's more flattering on yeah. all body figures. But low-rise is only flattering on thin girls. And you say, and you think the low-rise is more recent, kind of becoming popular? Yeah. Like, in how long of a time frame? Because I'm just trying to correlate. Does in the this... past, like, year. Yeah, in the past year. Well, and I would say that, too. And, um, you know, some of the things to kind of, like, make that kind of known. You know, think about the Oscars. I know the Oscars was, like, week before last, but, you know, we were gone. So, but, um, you know, there was a lot of, like, buzz on social media about how at the Oscars everyone looked thinner. And, and, it, and it, I, I know we've talked about this multiple times. They're going back to the diabetes drugs like Ozempic. You know, the one that yeah. I always talk about is Munjara, which is not even out yet. But they were talking about Zimpic, and, and Jimmy Kimmel had a funny, I have a little video there, so you want to roll that video. You look great. Everybody looks so great. When I look around this room, I can't help but wonder, is Ozempic right for me? So, you know, Jimmy Kimmel's even like talking about how, you know, people are looking thin and like, you know, people taking Ozempic. And so, you know, the internet was a buzz and you actually sent me an article or, you know, that, that yeah. link that was talk, how people were talking about everyone looks so different. And, and when I started looking through them, they, they're right. And so Mindy Kaling is one member yeah, from The Office. I, I loved watching her, sh like yeah. her on The Office and mm -hmm. then her, she had that other show. The just Mindy, Mindy Project. Project. The Mindy yeah. Project, yeah. She's great. I love she's her. She's always been like a thicker girl. She has, but look at her now. She's like way... She, she looks great. She, yeah, she, she does look great. Thin. And so now everyone's like a buzz of, you know, is this, you know, Ozempic? It's not even, is this plastic surgery anymore? Because really plastic surgery is not a great weight loss no. tool at all. And we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit later. But she looks amazing. And so everyone's like, oh, is Mindy Kling taking Ozempic? The other one's Lady Gaga. Um, throw her yep. up there. She looks great right now. Yeah, look at her. She looks like very, very fit. And there was a time when she really kind of, you know, put on some extra weight. Yeah. Like she's she's really kind of thinned down. So, you know, she's one. Uh, like Khloe Kardashian and Meghan Markle are the other two that people are talking about. I didn't throw pictures up because I didn't want it to be all Oscar picks. But, but looking at them, they do look thinner now. Mm -hmm. And so, you know... The other one too, the thing is, is kind of funny, and this is just kind of a side note, is uh, when I was doing the research for this, people were talking about this thing called Ozempic face. Have you heard this? No. So the, uh, throw that up there. This is just like a little picture. Uh, they were saying, old man face, right? Yeah, right. Like basically what they're talking about is that when people lose weight that they, they look, you know, they call it gaunt or, you know, thinned out. And that's the reason I don't like buckle fat removal is it thins out your yeah, face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're, they're trying to say that this, there's this thing called ozempic face. It's really not a thing with ozempic. It's just the fact that you lose weight. I mean, anyone who loses weight is going to look a little bit yeah, older you can, yeah, you lose it in, in the face. face. So I, I just want to throw that up there. Ozempic face is not a real thing. If you take that, it doesn't, it's not the drug that's doing it. It's the weight loss. Yeah. It's just a very effective weight loss drug. Um, but so there also were some recent articles just like in the past six months. And 
I'm, I didn't list them all separately, but I got one like infographic that kind of has them all. So we got British Vogue talking about how only 1% of models are plus size at the last uh, big fashion show. You got Days talking about how fashion's returning to size zero and that's worrisome. Pop Sugar about why won't fashion embrace inclusivity anymore. Uh, the Guardian's talking about how fashion fell out of love with curves. And then finally, Toronto Star, Kardashian bodies are shrinking. What does this all mean? And so all of these articles are talking about the same thing, that there seems to be this very, very recent trend. And I mean like six months to maybe a year of suddenly skinny's back in. Well, I remember seeing a bunch of stuff about how like Kim and Chloe had like their like their butts got smaller somehow. Right, like they either did like liposuction or, or they like reversed reverse their, implant. I think that they had their stuff. I think that they had Brazilian butt lifts. So that would be fat. So I don't know exactly what I just remember when I like seeing like seeing some like, you know, paparazzi pictures of them like when they're like at the beach or something. Uh -huh. They just were shaped so abnormally. Like their their legs were like right. bean poles and then their butts were like <laughs> Yeah, they out obviously of had to, I mean, there is possible for you to have that naturally. I've seen people that have a natural body like that, but yeah. more often than not, something like that is due to some sort of surgical. Yeah. Yeah, so they don't look like that anymore. They look more proportional now. Yeah. So, I mean, I do think that that it is true that we're seeing this kind of recent trend for people or not people but the beauty standard or the fashion standard and i think those things are intertwined right mm -hmm. fashion and beauty like it's well, all the same whether i feel like it's been doing that for forever like in the 20 like uh, flapper days uh -huh. it was more in style to be thin and slender oh yeah i mean things definitely are cyclic you it's know? like yeah it just is like another wave it'll go back to it'll go back to like yeah the larger yeah uh, well, you know, it's like, okay, well, what, is this, what does this mean for, you know, us as a society? What does it mean for social media? What does it mean for plastic surgery? You know, I mean, starting on something I know about, which is plastic surgery, I, I really haven't seen this, like, big rush of people coming to get liposuction. I don't do Brazilian butt lifts because I think they're total trash surgery. I know I've said that a million times. So it's not like I'm seeing a downtrend in them because I don't do them at all. But I wonder if there is a downtrend with that. That would be an interesting thing. Like um, if people are coming to you to be like, can you take this off? Take it me? off. <laughs> you know, I, I do, I mean, I do the same things over. I do tummy tucks, lipo, and I do breast surgery, and I do them literally like all the time. Yeah. I mean, and it's just the same thing for me over and over. So it's hard for me to see if I, I haven't really noticed a difference um, in my practice in the past six months, as far as like, are people seeking out things to make them thinner? haven't really seen it. Um, I've had, I will say though, I've had a ton of people ask me about these weight loss drugs. You know, we're still trying to get a hold of uh, Eli Lilly to potentially do that in our office and we're in the process of setting that up. Um, but I have a lot of people ask for them. So what I guess- What would be like your stipulations for taking it though at your office? I think, I think it's totally fine to take it for weight loss. I mean, I don't have a, a problem with that, but you just want to make sure it's safe. You know, you yeah. want to make sure people have realistic goals. You want to make sure that medically they're in good shape so that like the drug's not going to affect them in a, in a negative way. Yeah. Um, you know, make sure their lab works are okay. So that, and follow them, make sure that they don't have any GI issues. Yeah. I think that if you're going to take those drugs, you really should be followed by a doctor. Uh, for them mm -hmm. instead of you know, I, I heard that Weight Watchers was doing like telemedicine You know, we were talking about that the other day. Yeah. I think I'm not sure I really believe in that I these drugs do have some side effects and and I don't think that you just taking them on your own willy-nilly is a, is a great plan I think that it's 
best if you would take it under the guidance of a professional. Right. I want to be that professional. No. Um, but like if somebody comes into your office and they're like, I want to lose five pounds, can I take this drug? Would you be like... Um... I mean, the problem is, is that, <laughs> I mean, five pounds, it probably wouldn't be worth taking it. Yeah, that's you what know? I'm, yeah. Um, what, would but, be, what would be the amount of weight to lose to, for it to I mean, be I'm not like saying worth... I wouldn't give it to someone to lose a small amount of weight. It's yeah. just that it's, you know, it's the cost associated with it. Because mm -hmm. those drugs aren't cheap. And yeah. insurance ain't going to cover it. So... You know, is it worth spending all that money for a few pounds? I mean, maybe. I mean, I listen, if it's safe, I don't mind people spending money to do something small as long as they're going to be happy with it. Yeah. I have, I have a quick question yeah, for man. you. Yeah, man. So, uh, while, while we're on the topic of taking drugs to lose weight, I recently have been on, like, a diet all year trying to get right. Okay. And so, what do you think is a healthy amount of weight to lose using a weight loss drug specifically? Because that seems like it's kind of a difficult question to, to really ascertain. I mean, I would tell you, man, that, you, you know, there there's two parts of that. It's like, what is like the bottom weight for you? And is there an issue with losing weight too quickly? Um, I mean, there are issues when you lose weight too quickly because it can start to affect other things like your GI tract and like, you know, your bowel habits and all that. So, I mean, you want to be smart about how you lose weight. You know, I've seen people that get weight loss surgery and lose weight really quickly end up having issues. Um, and so I think with the weight loss drugs though, that they're probably not going to work so fast that you're going to get in trouble. So I think that that question, you're probably safe. I don't, I haven't seen people lose weight so quickly on those that it's a problem. But as far as like, what is your ideal weight? I mean, you know, that's something that you could calculate pretty easy. There's like the BMI charts and you want to pick something that's going to fall in the, you know, 20 to 25 range is your ideal. Um, and, and that doesn't mean that you can't be totally happy if you're higher than that. I mean, I just would say that that's kind of like your target zone. Yeah. And so, you know, it's something that we could, I could calculate that for you. Get your height and like look at a BMI chart and say, yeah, your weight should probably be around so, you know, somewhere in this vicinity. Mm -hmm. But I mean, everyone's different, right? Because, you know, if you have a bigger bone structure, then your weight's going to be different if you're like me. And I have like this like really small frame. And so it, it really just varies on person to person. And Ziggy, man, I'm happy to like... You know, after the show, we'll like figure it out and, you know, kind of say, okay, this is kind of where your target should be. And then, um, as far as, uh, you know, how you get there, I mean, so do you mind asking what drug are you taking or uh, I'm, I'm not taking the drugs at all. Just, oh. just on a diet. Oh, on uh, diet. I'm sorry. Yeah. I misunderstood you. No, you're good. I, I just think it, like, is there like a difference health wise trying to do it quote unquote naturally versus taking drugs to do man it, right? i'll tell you i am a i'm a believer in simplicity and so i think that if you could lose weight on your own with diet and exercise it's going to be your best bet because yeah. you're not introducing something into your body to do it right it, it, it you know I, I believe it or not i'm the plastic surgeon that would tell you if you can lose your weight on your own don't get liposuction i mean why complicate things with a procedure or why complicate things with a medication but the reality is a lot of people can't do it yeah i know that for a fact i've had like five pounds i've been trying to lose for like nine months and i just can't get rid of it because i just am not consistent i'm not working out you know yeah. i'm not being as active as i used to i do eat pretty good but i mean you know i mean obviously i'm not overweight but i would like to thin down a tiny bit and like i just can't do it because I just haven't set my mind to it. Yeah. So, you know, I understand that there are people who can't lose the weight and the medication is their solution or they can't get the look they want. And so plastic surgery is a solution. As long as it's safe, man, I'm all for it. You know, right. I mean, but it has to be safe. And so to answer your question, 
But I mean, yeah, if you can lose it on your own, great, do it. But if you can't, there are alternatives out there that can help you as, and, and you just wanna make sure they're done safely. And that's why I think that taking those drugs, it's important to, um, you know, to have a doctor involved. Yes. Right. But anyway, it'll be interesting to see. I'm going to follow this and I want, maybe we'll circle back in like six months and see like, is the trend really going to that? I mean, it would be different because like for the last 10, 15 years, it's been all about, you know, normal size models, even, you know, plus size models. I mean, that's been the hot thing for the last yeah, five years. It has. And if we're seeing like a, a change here, then it's, it is important because it affects your industry, you know, fashion, it affects mine, plastic surgery. I mean, what I would tell the people out there, and I think that is most important, is no matter what society tells you, you know, is like in or hot right now, you know, you have to be okay with yourself. I mean, there's always going to be someone out there that looks better. There's always going to be someone out there that's fitter. And you can't let that, like, get at you. I mean, at a certain point, you have to be okay with yourself and you have to be okay with your body. And, you know, you shouldn't feel healthy. like, what's that? <laughs> healthy, like medically, right. yeah, yeah, you like need to healthy. be healthy, right? And yeah. so, you know, I, if, and this especially goes for young people, like don't get, get caught up in like what celebrities look like and, and, and let that affect you personally. It's, it's, and I know it's hard to do. And I'm, I'm one of those people who do it myself. I look at people like, oh man, I wish I looked better like that person. And I think that's okay to a certain degree because it might push you to, you know, improve yourself, but it, it can't become pathologic. You, know, yeah. you can't let it eat you up. So that's Dr. Herman's wise words of the day. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Let's move on to someone who also, this actually almost kind of goes along with what we were just talking about. And that's yeah. the Doja Cat plastic surgery controversy of the past week. Have you heard about this, Sarah? I know you're on social media all the time. Yes, I follow her. So, Do you? Yeah. so did you see her tweets talking about her plastic surgery? No, I don't. I don't have Twitter, but. Oh, I, that's right. It was on Twitter. I'm on everything. And so it's. I, I, uh, I don't I, even like social media, but I literally am on every social media platform just to kind of keep up to speed on everything. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I saw it on Instagram. Oh, she just on like Inst she has an Instagram, but I saw it like all over like oh, e yeah. news and uh -huh, right. All of and those so other and it's so funny like today that like everything has to be controversial. I swear, if like you just posted a picture of an apple, people would make controversy over did you it. hear that there's a green one too there's a green one what oh, that's yeah. the ugliest looking orange i've ever seen yeah. i know right so anyway so it, there is controversy over this and at first i was like wait what's the controversy she's just talking about her surgery well the controversy is and she's been well first off so she had a breast reduction said she went to a c-cup breast cool we'll talk about that and she had some liposuction on her thighs hey man i'm the word talk about those surgeries I'm all for all that. That's fantastic. The controversy was about how she was so open about it, right? Because on the one side, you got people saying, listen, you're a celebrity. If you talk about you went out and got this plastic surgery, it's going to influence your fans that they need to go out and get plastic surgery. And then that also you're setting these unrealistic, unrealistic beauty expectations. And I was like, I don't know if I really agree with all of that. I would say the opposite. Yeah, it, that's what I would. Yeah. I'm like, um, it takes a lot of money to look the way she does. That's what I got. I gather from it. Right, exactly. <laughs> and so what I would say are the kind of positive things that people are saying about her um, are one, you know, she is breaking down the stigma of plastic surgery, which mm -hmm. I know that sounds bad coming from a plastic surgeon. And, and listen, it's not because I'm out there trying to get more business, but you know, that for a long time there was stigma about plastic surgery mm -hmm. and it was, it was like, you know, what do you call it? Um, not faux pas, but it was like a 
Taboo? Taboo, that was the word. I was, that's exactly the word I was looking for. Thank you, Ziggy. Uh, it was taboo to go get plastic surgery, right? And, you know, when you see people being open about it, it kind of does break down that stigma. Also, you know, it, it kind of is empowering for women that she, you know, took charge of her life, said, look, I don't like this. I'm going to go get it fixed. And I think that's good for, for people to see that. And then, um, you know, as far as like expectations, like I, unrealistic expectations, I think it's almost the opposite, just like you said, right? She's a celebrity and even celebrities, you know, don't have perfect bodies and have to do things. I think that the message is actually better than worse, right? Yeah. Kind of the way that you, you were talking. Um, so anyway, as far as that controversy goes with, with Doja Cat, I mean, I, I think it's great. And also she did her research. She was yeah. talking about how she got recommended a surgeon by a friend and she looked him up and, you know, I think that's fantastic that she, you know, is being open about it. She's talking about her journey and you know she did her research i mean her tweets were pretty funny like i was gonna post one and it was kind of lewd and i was like oh man she says really... some crazy stuff she says some crazy stuff and so i i actually started to upload it and i was like nah i'm probably just gonna leave that off but go check it out i mean you know she's like a rock star or whatever they say whatever they want which i think is super cool um <laughs> but yeah so she was just talking about that and i, I did want to talk about her surgeries because you know mm -hmm. sometimes people go get stuff and i'm like oh man why would they do that so she did a breast reduction I know we've touched on breast reductions in various episodes, so I, you know, I just want to say that of all plastic surgeries, that is absolutely one of the highest satisfaction rates in all plastic surgery. And there's some yeah. really good reason for that. When people have large breasts and uh, they're large enough that they're seeking out a reduction, generally they have some pretty intense symptoms like back pain, neck pain, mm -hmm. shoulder pain. You know, they get grooving in the bra straps and it makes it hard to like exercise. And so then, you know, they and can, clothes don't fit them. Your right. clothes don't fit right. They I always mean, have to get like a bigger size. Than right. Like their you waist have to buy two, like, two bathing suits and use the bottom. Yeah. On one, right. So when people have a breast reduction, it like instantly fixes those symptoms. Mm -hmm. Like you will instantly feel better. And then also part of a breast reduction, a lot of people don't know this is, is you also lift the breasts up. Mm -hmm. So we don't just reduce breasts and, and keep them saggy. We lift them up and reshape them. And so you feel better, you look better, and then overall it's a pretty easy recovery. Yeah. So it, when you when you think of all of those different factors, it's not surprising whatsoever that breast reduction does carry that super high satisfaction rate. The sad part about is the sad part about breast reduction surgery is you really can't get your insurance to pay for it anymore. Oh. Like when I started my practice in 2010, I was doing a ton. I was doing two or three breast reductions a week through insurance. And then each year it got harder and harder and harder to get them covered. And uh, we finally had to quit taking insurance because although some insurances will say that they cover it, they make the they make it so hard to get them approved that it 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 just disappoints everyone. Mm -hmm. And then and we were still trying to do it, but then the straw that broke the camel's back is they would start approving the surgery, but then not pay on the back end. And then surgeons or patients were getting back billed. And then the patients were mad at me. And I'm like, look, it's your insurance company. Well, hopefully they pay for like, like extreme conditions at least. They'll pay for extreme conditions. If an example, like somebody had like five least, pounds of breast tissue removed. Yeah. Like it's literally gotten to that point where the minimum for most of them is a thousand grams per side. So that's like two and a half pounds. Even that has gotten hard to get covered for a lot of them because they want you to do all this other stuff first. And then, that like is said, so weird because it it just interferes with so much of your I get life. It. I totally get it. But you know what insurance it's companies are like saying is like, like they'll tell the patients, <laughs> you know, you need to lose weight. You know, that's why your breasts are large. 
But I'm, some women are just petite, hey, like their bodies are petite. Preaching to the choir, sister. I'm telling you, it's gotten it's bad. It's like, annoying. There are people, there are surgeons out there still trying to get them covered, I think, but th that number is quickly Well, waiting. hey, if maybe they'll pay for their... Uh, that Ozempic drug then to re reduce their maybe that'd be nice. Chest. I don't I don't think they're gonna pay for that. I'm dying to see if Ozempic can be covered for weight loss by insurance, but I think I think I mean I would be I mean I think it would be cool for people that are like on the verge of becoming like diabetic yeah. to the point of like having to take medicine. Definitely I mean, should be taking that because like I said, my sister is on one of those drugs. Mm -hmm. I don't know which one it is, but I haven't seen her probably yeah, in a while. That. Yeah. I haven't seen her since Thanksgiving, so I'm interested to see if like how. Will it change? Yeah. Oh, I'm sure there will be. But I, I don't know. My report. sister, um, I don't know if she's still continuing to take them. Oh, I don't really? know. Like I have no idea. She hasn't told me about it. She's very well, like. Got to dig into that, man. We got to know. She's going very on. private about oh, her weight. She? So. <laughs> I can just see you as walking women, up to her. Hey, can I talk about are. your weight loss journey on my talk show? <laughs> but like, they're always more. They're private about their weight, but with me, they're like, Sarah, you look like eat. How, how much do you weigh now? What what size are you in? And I'm like, <laughs> that's funny, right? How some people like will be one way and then they expect yeah, to be the two. Yeah, I'm like, um, excuse me. <laughs> anyway, circling back, breast reduction, uh, pretty much impossible to cover by insurance these days, which totally sucks. I wish that was not the case. Uh, and the last thing about breast reduction surgery, if you're going to get a breast reduction surgery, and this is important, make sure the surgeon does a short scar breast reduction. Just remember that term. There are two distinct ways these are done now, and the short scar is far and away the better one, and there's enough surgeons out there doing them that you can find one. That's the only way I do them anymore. So, And then lipo. So the other thing she had was liposuction. And so I think liposuction is great. It's very safe as long as the surgeon is smart and doesn't you know, try to do too much or you know, use it in a manner that's not appropriate. Um, I do think that liposuction is a great surgery. Uh, it's low risk, uh, good results. You know, the only thing with liposuction you have to consider is what the skin's going to do. And my friend Chris in Alabama wanted me to talk about what happens to your skin after you lose weight. Cause I, I, I know he lost some weight. Good job, buddy. Keep it up. And he was asking about skin, right? Cause yeah. when you lose weight, you know, your skin is stretched out and like what happens to it. And so, um, that's actually a really interesting thing that you need to think about when you get liposuction is what is your skin going to do? It kind of depends on how much liposuction you do or how much weight loss you have as to what your skin's gonna do. Obviously, less skin, or sorry, less fat reduction means less that your skin has to snap back. And mm -hmm. so it's harder for your skin to snap back when you have these like really big weight fluctuations or really big liposuctions. Those are almost kind of identical. Right. But it does depend on other factors. One is your age. We have, mm -hmm. a, we have a product in our skin called elastin and when we hit 40, that starts to degrade. So the older you are, the harder it is for your skin to snap back. Uh, also, it depends on your genetics. Right. Some people are just genetically have better skin. Yeah. And then lastly, it depends on the damage your skin's taken over the years. Have you been in the sun a lot? Mm -hmm. Have you had a lot of weight fluctuations? Because that does wear out your skin. Um, and uh, those factors all kind of weigh into what is your skin going to do after you have weight loss or lipo. I would say generally by three to six months, your skin's going to be what it's going to be. Yeah. You know, it takes some time for that to happen, but in about three to six months, you're going to be where you're at. So, wait, was there one more thing? Oh, the last thing. She was talking about her recovery, Doja Cat. Sorry, I'm kind of like all over today. Do Doja Cat was saying that she was going to need three full months to recover from breast reduction and liposuction. That's pretty extreme. You know, I don't want to speak for her or her doctor or anything like that, but I'll tell you what I would tell a patient that had 
breast reduction and liposuction of their thighs, that in about one month, you're gonna be pretty much back to normal as right. far as doing whatever you want. Now, maybe for her, because she's very active on stage, she wants extra time, that would totally make sense. For the average person, like one month recovery would be fine for them. So, cool. All right, Doja Cat. I hope we could see, like, I hope she, she hasn't showed any pictures. I'd, I'd love to see, you know, if she had any well, before. Well, the pictures, I saw pictures that were on, on Instagram. It was just like pictures from like a year ago to like what she's. Yeah, but I don't think now. she's posted anything really recently. No, yeah. I don't know if the doctor got pictures or something. Who knows, man? The internet's so crazy I with like pictures. Either. Yeah. Well, we'll have a follow up on Doja Cat. Or Doja Cat, <laughs> come on the show and t talk to us about your plastic surgery. We'd love to have you. I'll fly you out here. First class. <laughs> Think she'll come? Is she called yet? Ziggy, is there any calls? Doja Cat yet? No? Uh, not yet. Not okay, yet. we'll wait. When she calls, please let us know. Okay, moving on. I got an update for you guys. Oh, man, I can't wait to hear Ziggy about has this been one. chomping at the bit to hear about this as soon as he saw the pictures I uploaded. This is an update on that killer bacteria that is in the eye drops. You remember when we talked about that? Yeah, that was so, like a month ago, wasn't it? It was like a month or six weeks ago that we did that segment. And the reason I did it is because the CDC released this like little warning about it. And at that point, I think they'd had like one death and maybe like one or two people have gone blind. Things are getting out of hand. Now we had two more deaths in the past month and we had about 10 more people lose their vision because of this bacteria that's contaminating oh, eye drops. Yeah, crazy stuff, right? So um, this, this bacteria is... Uh, Pseudomonas aeruginosa, I talked a little bit about last time. This is a nasty, nasty bug, okay? When I'm in the hospital and people are on contact precautions, meaning that you have to gown up in these plastic gowns to go in the room, if they have like staff, I'm always like, oh, why are we gowning up? We all have staff, this is so stupid. But if they have pseudomonas, I'm putting like four of those things on because I do not want to get this stuff, it is bad. In fact, I have some data for you guys. Like, Pseudomonas aeruginosa, CDC reported 32,000 infections of pseudomonas in the past year, okay? Mm -hmm. Deaths, 2,700. That's 8% death rate if you get this bacteria and, and it gets into an infection. So have, have they, like, discontinued that? Yes, but the problem is, is people buy eye drops. I have eye drops sitting in my house that are, like, two years old. I mean, they yeah. discontinued them, but, like, there's so many were bought. And so I want to tell you guys the brand. This is Ezra Care Artificial Tears. I got a picture, Ziggy, right there. That's the main one. The other one is Delsum Pharma's Artificial Tears. They both come out of India, I guess because it's cheap to make stuff there. And oddly enough, India has a very high rate of pseudomonas. What is, where does that bacteria thrive? In moist environments and soil. That's like the common place. It's not common really for- I'm like, that's like, I feel like that's like common for any bacteria. I feel like there has to be yeah. something for the <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll let the moisture, I think, is the biggest thing. I'll, right? let that, I'll let that slide. Yeah, that's probably pretty accurate. But that's what they always say about pseudomonas. It's like moist environments and like soil. It's like uh, you don't see it in humans very often. Like it's not yeah. super common. And that's one of the reasons that it's so harmful is like so Staph aureus, which is the bacteria mm -hmm. that's all over us. I mean, you know, we get staph infection, it's not a big deal. You get pseudomonas, it's pretty bad. And also pseudomonas tends to be resistant to drugs. Yeah. And that's why this one is so bad because this pseudomonas that's in this eye drop is like resistant to almost everything. It's a, what we call it MDRO, multi-drug resistant organism. This stuff is bad stuff. Like it's not like Ebola, but like this is something you do not want. So if you have friends that have, um, that wear contacts or use eye drops, I mean, drop their name in this video or share it to them. Make sure that they're not using that EzraCare because there are, I think, 16 total states that this has been isolated in from this from these eye drops. I'll just throw all of them away. 
throw them all away, absolutely. California, Colorado, Florida, Illinois, North Carolina, New Jersey, New Mexico, New York, Pennsylvania, South Dakota, Texas. Damn it. Yep. Ziggy, go check your cabinet. Utah, Washington, and Wisconsin. So if, if you know someone or you or someone you know lives in those states, if they wear contacts, they use eye drops, let them know about this because like people are dying from sepsis and people are losing their eyes from this infection. And so the last thing I want to do is I want to talk about the symptoms. Now, a lot of this is pretty, you know, self-explanatory. The bottom line is if you have any symptoms of your eyes, you probably should seek out a doctor because you know, you don't want to lose your vision, but the it's symptoms of these infections include eye pain, eye and eyelid redness, decreased or blurry vision, discharge, and that discharge should be clear, it could be yellow, it could be green, um, feeling like you have something in your eye. Have you ever had that where you're like, oh man, I feel like there's something in my eye? And then lastly is photosensitivity. And I want to throw up some pictures. Now, there's a warning here. Hold on, Ziggy. Don't go throwing them up. Oh, yeah, no. I, if you weren't going to give a warning, I was going to. Okay. These pictures, if you get grossed out, they're just pictures of eyes, okay? They're not like Arf. hanging out or anything, but they're pictures of infected eyes. These are actually the patients. These pictures came from the CDC. I'm scared. And we're going to show them right now. So if you're squeamish, look away. All right. Throw one up. First one. Yeah. So that left is the, the keratitis. They look or, like zombie eyes. I know, right? Well, part of it too is they got the light shining there. So the picture on the yep. left is the, the infection as it was happening. Look at that eye, man. That's crazy. That's like, inf that's like pus inside of their eye. Probably so. Yeah, you can get Because your pus. eyes are hollow, like right. Aren't they like hollow or yeah, something? Yeah, they got, well, like they have fluid in them. Yeah. 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 That probably is pus. Yeah. And then on the right, that's afterwards. And that guy, that guy went blind. Like this guy's blind now from that. And then show up the next one. So the next one is like the infection. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Look at that. And then on the right is like using a woods lamp or like a UV light to like check out the, uh, like check out the cornea. But man, that is some nasty stuff. You do not want to get this stuff. Like, I, I'm so glad that I got to run this show today because now I have a new fear. <laughs> I gave Ziggy a new phobia. Is. So it's like pseudomonas, pseudoocular infectious phobia. Sure. Whatever it is, I'm terrified. <laughs> I'm like, I wonder if there's a lot of blind people in India. I, mean, I don't know, man. I think India is kind of still like the wild west over there with like, like the bacteria and stuff. I, I'm not, I don't they still have the plague over there in India. I'm pretty sure they do. I know the plague still is running around in a few places. I'm pretty sure India is. Well. I know they have a lot of tuberculosis, I think, because it's a lot of population living really close mm -hmm. together. You know? Okay, lastly, last thing I want to talk about on this segment is sepsis. So the people that die don't die because their eye explodes or anything like that. They die of sepsis. Sepsis is when bacteria starts in one area and it gets into your bloodstream. Mm -hmm. And this is a really, really bad thing because when bacteria gets into your bloodstream, if your body can't keep it in check or you can't get the antibiotics, like your body starts to shut down and you go into multi-system organ failure where your heart stops working, your lungs stop working, your, your blood doesn't flow as well. I mean, all these things are really bad for your well-being. And I have a little bit of data for you. In the United States, they say that every year 1.5 million people get sepsis. Of that, give me a, a guess on how many of those people die. 1.5 million, if they get sepsis, how many die? Sarah, sorry to put you on the spot, but- it, 60%. How much? 60%. That's a little high. Ziggy? Uh, I'm going to say, what, 30%? So like 300,000? Pretty close, buddy. 250,000. Now, I would say that actually, I would say that number of 1.5 million is probably a little bit inflated. And the reason I say that is in the hospital, they have very loose criteria of who has sepsis. And I, I see people that 
really don't have sepsis get labeled as sepsis mm -hmm. because they're being overly cautious, which is a good thing. So I would say that 1.5 million is probably a little high, which means that the mortality rate is actually a little bit higher. Yeah. You know. Um, so I want to talk about sepsis as far as the symptoms, because if you get sepsis, the most important thing is to get treatment. And I have seen people get sepsis and not realize it and be in their house and they come in and it's too late. So with sepsis, big thing, fever, you're running high fevers, at least, you know, be aware that you might have an infection that's serious. Tachycardia, which is your heart rate being really fast. That's like kind of one of the more telltale things with sepsis because we get fever and that'll give you a little bit of a heart rate. But when you get septic, like your heart rate really starts beating because what happens is your, your blood vessels start to relax and it's harder for your heart to keep everything perfused and your heart starts beating faster. Mm -hmm. Other things are like clammy or cold skin. Um, okay. Chills is another one confusion or disorientation you're starting to get into some like really serious signs of sepsis where the, you're having these things like you're in you're in trouble and then shortness of breath is another one uh and then uh did i say confusion mm -hmm. i said confusion sorry that would be the last oh one. no you haven't confusion no um so those things that's signs of serious infections you know it's not as simple as like you know you have like a low-grade fever and you're gonna die from sepsis like there yeah. are other things involved um so I do think it's important that people know about these eye drops. I mean, people are really getting hurt from them. Check your, check your counters, tell your friends, Ezra Care artificial tears need to go in the trash. Sarah? Buried. <laughs> Buried. <right>. Burned. <laughs> Get them out of here. Get them on. All right. I don't have anything else today. You guys got anything else, Sarah? <laughs> Ziggy. No, no. Thank you for having me on the show. I've really enjoyed it. I've I've learned a lot. I have a new fear. So sweet. Gonna have I'm gonna come up tonight. with a I'm gonna come up with a name for your fear, like an official name. All right. It's gonna be really long. I'll have to help you have to spell it. So all right, all you people out there, thank you so much for watching. We really, really do appreciate it. If you like the show, leave us a like, subscribe, leave us a comment. We want to hear from you. We'll see you next week. Bye.